So this is part two. And let's get practical for a second. I've talked a lot about the theory of it. And certainly we have to give all of the power and the credit to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus and the Father, working in our lives, touching our hearts, renewing our minds. But how does that happen practically? Like, how do I go about this? So in that article that I mentioned from Unleash the Gospel, the author references three resources. I've already mentioned one, the John Paul II Healing Institute. There's a second one that also, as I've come to know, has some traction here in the archdiocese. That's the Unbound Prayer, Unbound Model of Prayer. Has anyone done Unbound before? Some of you, okay. That's essentially what I'm gonna lead you all through here in just a few minutes, the Unbound, the five keys of the Unbound Prayer. But to do it justice, it helps to do it one-on-one with, or one-on-two, or to do it individually with somebody walking you through it uh, is certainly more helpful. But every, every time we pray into these things, I believe we're, we're helped. What we do today might just get the monkey off your back, or it might bring light to something that you didn't realize was there, and you can go back and pray into it some more. So a third resource is the Encounter School of Ministry and Encounter Ministries in general. Uh, I'm a year one student in the Encounter School. It's a two-year program. I'm sure some of you have been to the conferences or the intensive weekends or Father Patrick Gagneau is involved from Detroit. Father Matthias Stalin, who used to teach at Sacred Heart, is the president of it. He's pastor at St. Patrick's in Brighton. So that's where we go. But they've launched now other satellite schools, satellite campuses, and they have an online school as well. So that's really good stuff. I recommend it. Highly. And then I will introduce you here to a fourth resource that I have also found to be very practical. It's entitled 40 Weeks, A Journey of Healing and Transformation for Priests. Really, it could be for anybody, honestly. <laughs> With Bob Schutz as a contributor. But the author is Father Bill Watson, SJ. So he's a Jesuit from out in Seattle. I really like him, he's solid. Uh, and this is one version of the book. He's got other versions that weren't for priests. But I really recommend this for you deacons in formation and for the deacons who are here. Because really the commentary that Dr. Bob Schutz writes could be applicable to just about anybody. There are very few commentaries that are priest specific. So he teaches you here how to do the traditional Ignatian examine prayer. I don't know if they teach this in your formation, but it's a really good thing to learn. The examine prayer is not to be confused with an examination of conscience, although sometimes it might be taught that way or understood that way, but it's something 
very different at the end of the day. Because what St. Ignatius was blessed with, his inspiration, his gift to the church, has been the examined prayer and the, and the spiritual exercises, which incorporate the examined prayer and discernment of spirits. But you can't really do discernment of spirits very well if you're not doing a daily examine. Because what the daily examine fosters in particular is an awareness, an awareness of God's presence, an awareness of your blessings, so it fosters gratitude. And then it also invites you to remember. That's one of the steps. We're not gonna get into the examined prayer right now, we don't have the time. But I'm just highlighting it for you so as to, to pique your interest. But a, a critical component of the examined prayer is memory. It's remembering. It's going over the last half of the day or the last day, whenever you last did it. But it's paying attention to your motivations. Not so much the actions. That's why it's not so much an examination of conscience as far as what did I do, what did I not do, but really why? Why did I do what I did? Why didn't I say what I felt like I was being inspired to say? Why didn't I do what I felt like I was being inspired to do? Why did I do that thing that I knew I shouldn't do? What was driving me? What was motivating me? So the examined prayer helps you get in touch with those motivations. With ultimately, a lot of it is fear. What drives your anger? What drives your lust? What drives your gluttony? What drives your greed? Ultimately, it's a lot of fear. That's why Jesus said over and over again, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in me and you don't have to be afraid. Because as you experience my perfect love, what does that do? Drives out all fear. Isn't that what St. John said? Don't think it's your perfect love that drives out all fear. Because <laughs> your love isn't perfect. Right? It's your experience of God's perfect love, his divine mercy. That's what drives out all your fears. Amen? And then the last couple steps of the examined prayer are mercy, so you're asking for forgiveness, and you're also asking, who do I need to forgive? Who offended me today that I need to forgive? So that that wound doesn't fester. Who do I need to forgive? And maybe I do need to forgive myself for something I said or did. So that shame doesn't just keep piling up. I ask God to help me forgive myself. And then finally, as Father Bill calls it, eternity. Looking forward to the next day or the next half day. I'm asking God for the graces I need to face the challenges that I'm inevitably going to face. What's on my schedule? What, what do I already know, in a sense, what's coming? What circumstances am I going to be in that I know are challenging for me, that can be triggering? You know, this side of heaven, you may not get perfectly healed from something. 
but at least you're given the grace to face it gracefully and virtuously. But it doesn't mean that you may not be troubled by it in some way. Well, that's okay. That's not a sin. It's not even an imperfection. It's just being human. But I think as you go through this process, as I have gone through this process, what's the one thing in particular that I think God has been teaching me? Compassion. How to be genuinely kind and gentle to myself. How to be genuinely kind and gentle to myself so that I can be genuinely kind and gentle to others. In a pure way, in a disinterested way. I've grown in compassion. What does compassion literally mean? Passion comes from Christ's passion, the Latin patio, which means what? Any Latin scholars out there? Patio to, to suffer. To suffer. So compassion literally means to suffer with. So we have a compassionate high priest who literally chose to suffer with us, not just for us. Yes, he came to suffer and die for us. But he also came to suffer with us so that we would have the confidence of approaching him because he is one like us in all things but sin. He didn't sin, but he knows what it's like to be tempted and he knows what it's like to be hurt, to be offended. And he can give us the grace that we need to face all of our trials and tribulations and yes, even the devil himself with grace and come out victorious. So, great resource. Highly recommend it. I'm in a men's group right now with this. I'm leading a men's group with this book and I'm leading a women's group with this book. They love it. They both love it. He's very detailed as far as telling you what to do week by week. It's very repetitive, I will say that. As somebody said, one of the guys said the other day, could have been 24 weeks. <laughs> He's a real practical guy. He's right. I mean, it, it could have been shorter, but there's a method to the madness and the repetition doesn't hurt. So if you feel like you're done with a week in just a couple days, go ahead, move on. No big deal. Even though Father Bill says, don't do it too quickly, you know, whatever it is. You may already be very familiar with a lot of these concepts and practices, so yeah, you don't have to belabor it. But it does help you to develop a daily habit of awareness, examine, mercy, forgiveness. And this helps us get to the root because he explicitly instructs you to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, I noticed today I really got upset there, or I got really scared there, I was really tempted there. Okay, well, Holy Spirit, what was going on there? And what was going on there? And what was going on over there? Compassionate curiosity is what I like to call it. Compassionate curiosity. 
Don't be afraid to ask why or what was going on there. Don't be afraid to ask. And as you continue to ask and as you continue to get the answers from the Holy Spirit, hopefully you're going to learn to be kinder and gentler to yourself because you come to understand what's driving that. So you won't be so hard on yourself and you won't be so hard on others when you sin or when you see sinful behavior happening. You know, the phrase is hurting people hurt people. So when people are hurting, they tend to hurt other people and they hurt themselves. And if you just think for a second about your own life, you can reflect and you can think, yeah, I, when I did that, I, I myself was hurting. I myself was hurting when I did that or the other thing that I'm not really proud of. So, how do we put a stop to that? Well, mercy, right? The cross, Jesus, again, I think it was Pope Benedict who said it, you know, there's a limit to evil, to sin, and it, it's the cross. It's like God's way of saying, enough. Enough. And that's what God wants for all of us, to say, enough. That's not for you. You don't have to do that. You don't have to feel this way anymore. Enough. Any chosen fans out there? I know it might be controversial with some of you. I'm a fan. But the very first episode of season one, Jesus goes up to Mary Magdalene. It's not for you. It's not for you. And she was like, Corey, get up. So we fight. We wrestle with God, for sure. But he's a big God. He can take it. He's not offended by that, in a sense, or he's not intimidated or turned off by our protests, by our own fears and struggles. So I, I hope that you take a look at this for yourselves, for your parishes. You could do it as a couple, even. That could be an interesting exercise. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but 15 minutes a day. You can incorporate it if you want into your time of prayer, but all he asks for is 15 minutes a day, which isn't much. If you can do it at the at midday or, or at the end of the day, I think it's helpful because then you can look back a little bit on, on what's happening, what's going on. It's a little fresher, but if you do it in the morning, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will take advantage of that time too. 40 weeks, the name of the book? Yeah, 40 weeks, a journey of healing and transformation. The author is Bill Watson, William Watson, SJ. So you can, you can get it on Amazon. So let's, uh, let's do a little bit of a corporate prayer here together before mass.
So if you check out that other sheet, at the top it reads, from an evil spirit comes lies to renounce. Jesus called Satan the father of lies. The father of lies. And when he, when he, when he lies to us, he's speaking according to his nature because he is a liar. That's who he is. So in this case, we can apply that to Satan. He is a liar and the father of lies. And remember, he can speak to us. I hope you all realize that. But if you don't, now you're hearing it, right? But the evil spirits can definitely whisper, so to speak. They can speak to us. That's why the battle is in the mind. Evil spirits absolutely have the power to put thoughts in our heads. You need to know that. Or you might think you're going crazy sometimes if you thought that every thought you had was yours. Thoughts can have three origins, right? They can come from us, they can come from the Holy Spirit or from, from God or some guardian angels, saints. Or they can come from the enemy. So you need to know that, right? That's a part of discernment of spirits. What spirit is inspiring me as I think this, as I do that? What spirit is at work? So that's why you need to pause every day. St. Ignatius got in the habit of pausing all the time, in a sense. He was always aware, at least trying to be aware, of what spirit was at work here. And you may not always know exactly in the moment, but when it's a bigger decision, it might take more time to discern what God is asking you to do. That's fine. Like, like you're all discerning. Is God calling me to be a deacon? <laughs> right? So the bigger decisions take longer to discern. But on a day-to-day -day basis, it's good to be aware of what spirits are at work. Because really, behind every sin, there is a spirit. There's a spirit of lust, a spirit of desperation. You can see them all there underneath the lies. So, absolutely different evil spirits inspire different thoughts and different actions. And, and they can even get to our emotions, too. You should know that. They can stir our emotions. Evil spirits can so be on guard. You know, if all of a sudden you find yourself getting really irritated at each other, <laughs> I'd be a good idea to say a prayer. Right? And then to rebuke that. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit of anger or rage or revenge or bitterness or resentment or whatever it is, impatience. So that's the spiritual battle that we're all in the midst of. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're in a battle. We're all in the battle. But we don't have to be intimidated in that battle. We fight with a lot of confidence and, and hope in the power of God. So, the first key of this unbound process is to repent. We repent of our own sins. So we can all just ask the Lord right now, 
Holy Spirit, come. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us through this prayer, through these five steps, these five keys that will liberate us in a way today from sin and darkness, shame, fear, confusion. So Lord, we just ask you to forgive us for our sins, for our ungodly self-reliance, for depending on ourselves and trusting in ourselves more than trusting in you and relying on you. We repent for our self-hatred and self-condemnation, for getting angry at ourselves when our self-reliance doesn't work when it breaks down, or for getting angry at other people for getting in the way of our plans. We repent, we repent Lord, for our doubt. We repent for believing the lies that the enemy has told us about you, about others, about ourselves. We repent for those inner vows that we've made to never be like my mom, my dad, to never need anybody, to never trust anybody, to never cry. To always be right, to be perfect, So for all of those inner vows that we've made, Lord, we repent. So let's just pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. The second step is forgiveness. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to highlight somebody or someone or something that we need to forgive. That person might be you, yourself. Sometimes it's hardest to forgive ourselves. And we should not confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. I always like to point that out in a Catholic crowd. Because I think we equate forgiveness and reconciliation. They're obviously related, but they're not the same thing. Forgiveness requires just one person to choose to forgive that other person and to just release them, to let them go, to give them to God and let God deal with whatever they did. So it's not to excuse what they did. It's not to feel good about them. It's not to reconcile with them. Because that requires two people who are ready, willing, and able to start to rebuild trust. God doesn't command that. He just asks us to forgive as he has forgiven us. Of course, we can always reconcile with God who's ready, willing, and able. But sometimes this side of heaven, we can't reconcile with different brothers and sisters. It's just not, sometimes it's not even prudent, let alone possible. So, God is not asking us to do the impossible, to reconcile with everybody who has hurt us, but to forgive them. Which is to say, I choose, Lord. I choose to let them go. 
It helps, as Bob Schutz points out, to count the cost. How did that person hurt you? How did you hurt yourself? What has been the, the price? What price have you had to pay for their sin or for your own sin? It helps to count the cost. And to then take that burden and to give that to the Lord as well. So you can just, Holy Spirit, help us to forgive. Help us to forgive, Lord. As we pray, you can repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I forgive. And you can just think of the name of the person. And think about what you're forgiving them for. If that helps. And repeat with me. Jesus, I choose to forgive them. For what they did to me. I entrust them to your divine mercy. I can't fix them. And I'm going to stop trying to fix them. I entrust them to your divine mercy. And trust that you will take care of them according to your justice and mercy. I ask you to bless them and to bless me to bring healing to our hearts that only you can give. Help me to experience love in those places where love was lacking. Amen. So now we'll renounce some of these identity lies and these evil spirits and fears so you can follow along with me and repeat with me. These are generic. If any of these, if you feel like any one of these really doesn't apply to you, don't feel obligated to repeat it, of course. But I think you'll be surprised as we go through this how some of these will stand out for you. You might be moved emotionally. You may not. I might hit you. It might hit you at mass. I like to tell people it often hits me when I'm in the car by myself later in the day. Because sometimes when we're in front of other people, we're not going to really, our guard is going to be up. So it's harder for us to be moved by the Spirit sometimes when we're in front of other people. But I'm telling you, the next time you find yourself alone or in a safe place, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how some of these things pop up. And then you know, okay, Holy Spirit's highlighting that for you. Lord, what do you want me to know about that? Is there a memory associated with one of these lies or spirits that you want to bring to my attention so that you can bring healing there and peace and, and resolution? So repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to be perfect. In the name of Jesus, 
I renounce the lie that I'm a failure. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that nobody cares about me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to take care of myself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I should be ashamed of myself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm not good enough. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that it's hopeless. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I don't deserve to be happy. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that it's always my fault. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that there's something wrong with me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I don't have what it takes. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm a burden. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that showing emotion means I'm weak. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to make everybody happy. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God can't forgive me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm all alone. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm unworthy. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that it doesn't matter how I feel. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I don't have a voice. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I don't care how I feel. these spirits let's just pray it all together okay so I'll I'll lead here from the microphone but let's just all pray it together in the name of Jesus I I renounce all the evil spirits of pride self-righteousness self-reliance prejudice stubbornness distrust doubt suspicion rationalism skepticism deception distraction rejection oppression, addiction, sadness, ingratitude, greed, selfishness, narcissism, pornography, lust, vanity, immaturity, abandonment, desperation, anger, bitterness, resentment, control, envy, workaholism, alcoholism, aggression, fear, nervousness, anxiety, restlessness, danger, worry, panic, paranoia, intimidation, sloth, denial, insecurity, depression, shame, impatience, jealousy, rebellion, gluttony, compulsion, obsession, codependency, self-justification, pessimism, and criticism. 
Okay, for this one, you can repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of failure. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of abandonment. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of death. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of condemnation. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of humiliation. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of rejection. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of being disowned. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of fear. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of vulnerability. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the fear of loneliness. So that was the third step, and now the fourth step will be uh, taking authority over all of this. So I'll do that for you. You just ask Holy Spirit, Jesus, the precious blood to come upon you. Think of that blood and water from the side of Jesus, from that divine mercy image, just washing over all of us right now and, and cleansing us and, and healing us and refreshing us. So now in the name of Jesus and by the power of his holy cross, and precious blood and with the sword of the spirit i now break the power of all these lies and evil spirits and fears that you just renounced and i command them all to go now directly and immediately to the foot of the cross to be dealt with by jesus as he wills you will go bound you will not touch or harm anything or anyone on the way you will never come back and you will never send anything in your place you will in fact be crushed by the heel of the mother of god amen, amen. all right How'd that feel? It's kind of intense, isn't it? If you've never done that before, you can be like, wow. Some of these things can really surprise us. But that's good. The fifth step is the Father's blessing. So I'll, I'll pray a Father's blessing over all of us in closing. And then I would say, let's just continue with that to Mass. And obviously, as we receive Holy Communion today, as we participate at Mass, Let's just continue to ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Father's blessing to come upon all of us. So I just pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for your blessing to come upon these men and women. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on them. Let there be light. Let your divine light come now and fill all of those places that were just vacated by the powers of darkness. Heavenly Father, let there be light. Let your light shine upon them. Jesus, you are the light of the world. We declare that we are children of the light and children of the day. We declare here that we are all children of God. We declare that we are saved by the blood of the Lamb. That we've been redeemed, Jesus, by you. That we've been called by name to be your disciples, to be your friends. We believe, Jesus, that you are with us and that you are for us, that you are not against us. We believe, Jesus, that your perfect love for us drives away all fear. Jesus, we believe that you are always with us, that we are all temples of God, temples of the Holy Spirit. 
and that you have a future full of hope in store for us, that you have prepared a place in the Father's house for us. We thank you and we praise you for that. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of truth, spirit of the Lord, spirit of Jesus, fall upon us. Come, come Holy Spirit. Repeat with me, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you for blessing us for this encounter with truth that will set us free. Mother Mary, we thank you for your presence here today. St. Joseph, St. Vincent de Paul, St. Damien, we ask for your prayers and your blessing. St. Anne, Blessed Solanus Casey, pray for us. And may all of these blessings and graces that we have received take root in our hearts here and bear fruit for eternity. I seal all of the good stuff that we have received here, Jesus, with your precious blood from the top of our heads down to the soles of our feet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.